I don't have any like cool background music or anything like Brandon does. <laughs> it's kind of just dull. <laughs> just just hit uh, the ground running. Yeah, exactly. So welcome everyone to another episode of Fan Fuel Motorsports. Um, I am again interim host uh, Colton Cramer. This week I'm joined um, by a pretty cool guy. His name is Jordan Smith. You uh, race modifieds, kind of. I just found out kind of a uh, like you're an impromptu modified driver. Like you weren't really supposed to do it a ton and then here you are in the background winning a race so right. before we get into it yeah you got to explain that one you just explained it to me that was a pretty damn good story <laughs> okay so um yeah I'll, I'll give kind of a little bit of history um we've never really touched on this much on our show at all really we've kind of just been talking about local stuff uh, but growing up uh my dad started racing in 1986 the year i was excuse me 1985 the year before i was born racing here locally at colorado national speedway it was dirt back then started off in the bomber division and i believe it was in 88 they paved it and it's a three-eighths mile asphalt track it's the only one here there's actually there's two but um due to circumstances i think over the last couple of years they shut down the other the other uh local track here so i-25 speedway is no longer in uh in commission so um growing up just been around race cars ever since i was i mean i was able to walk i mean uh, there's pictures of me i'm in a bassinet with headphones on so uh my dad he got into a couple different divisions the sportsman's division um then he finally they brought the gams on the modified in indie i think it was was the inaugural season for that and he jumped, shipped out of the sportsman and got right into that. And he did it all the way up until 96 was his last year. We got into kind of sports, other sports and whatnot. I was doing baseball, football, all that kind of stuff through high school and whatnot. And uh, so he he was like, I'm missing a bunch of stuff. So I was going to take a back seat. Then I was about middle school. We um, we got into go-karting at IMI Speed or IMI Motorsports Complex out here. Uh, so it's like a little road course. It's got a bunch of different stuff. They got, you know, motocross and they got a little uh, dirt oval track. It's like a oh, 1 16th mile dirt oval track there. Uh, do flat flat track bikes and all that kind of stuff. And so we did that for a couple of years. And then we just, I mean, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Love driving the cars. It just became a lot of work because we had other things going on all at one time during during the summer. It was in baseball. Yeah. We're trying to race in. And it just came down to more of it, less a decision, like, what do you guys want to do? So we chose other sports and sold off the carts. And then that was pretty much it. And then went through college, played college football. Um, so didn't get back into racing until about four, oh, I want to say about four or five years ago. My brother was like, I want to, I want to do this again. Like I, I want to do some racing. I'm like, okay, let's, let's do it. I'll help you. You know, so kind of started the whole uh journey for us um quite a few years ago now he bought like another road course cart it was a tag uh, 125 cc a uh, little little road course go-kart and he ran it a couple times and then we found out that the uh um the flat track out at imi out at imi motorsports they uh they were putting it back together they were getting the show going at the little uh little like 16th mile dirt track and then they said they were gonna do parts so He's like, shoot, I want to do that. So switched over to the dirt. Lo and behold, next thing I know, we're buying offset go-karts, you know, dirt flat track go-karts. And then he bought one and helped him out through the first season. That's how we met our buddy Brandon. Yep. And and did that first year by himself. I was helping him and I was like, man, this is like this is a kick in the ass. I gotta, I gotta get a part of this. So I bought one. And then we sit for about two full seasons. Uh, first season, we won. I won, shoot, I think three or four races that year. Never driven, you know, never never knew much about the cart. It was a clone cart. I didn't even really set it up. Like, it just, what, what I got, I just drove the wheels off the thing and just tried to win. And uh, did it during the 2020 season. So for COVID, when COVID was going on, they uh, we did the full season and there was, uh, shoot it! I, every either I won 
and and it wasn't even it, we we learned a lot over that the course of that like year you know between you know doing a lot of research tires and how you know setting the motors and up and gearing and all that kind of stuff and 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 we went out and kicked some ass i'm not gonna lie like we we, we won a bunch of races like like i said i think we had 10 on the schedule and he won i think six and i won five so at that point um at the end of that i was like you know what i'm it, it was kind of going down like the cart guys and whatnot a lot of the ladies and whatnot they were getting out of it and they were going doing other things so there was kind of like a just a diminish of how many people were doing it so my old man comes up to jake and he goes well um what do you say we just get back in to get you a stock car and let's put you in that and we'll we'll go do some real real racing he's like i mean he's not gonna say no at that point he's like sure so they yeah. so they found a so they found a mod from a guy locally up in uh up in Cheyenne uh his name Marcus it was his yeah. old uh, it was a Wade Moon race car it's Wade Moon chassis it was like an I think it's like a 2001 chassis so we jumped ship straight out of carts that last year was his rookie season I uh naturally I just I helped out I was I was being spotter uh just getting our feet wet our goal last year was just to finish every race, keep the car in one piece and, and just try to see what, you know, what it's like again. Um, you know, the technology stuff come on my own race, the nineties. And now it, it, there's so many things that are so advanced and it, it's absolutely crazy. Like how much, how much involvement has happened since then, like bump, stop springs or bump, stop springs, dump, bump, stop shocks, all that kind of stuff. So like the chassis themselves, like how much the geometry has changed a little bit, but how much they're lightening these cars up and stuff. So here we have like a, you know, an old car, old, old setup. We're, we're doing regular old shocks and things. Um, so he, he did pretty well. He, he had a couple top fives last year. That was our goal was mainly just to get into the top five, like once. Yeah. And he hit, he hit the top five a couple times. And then, uh, and then this this year at the end of the season, uh, we decided. Uh, well, luckily, we we got a phone call from uh, my brother's boss at Citywide Banks, and he said, because uh, he put like emails every like, hey, come to the races, come check it out. We're this is what we're doing, and and you know we got a few people that would come out, but the but the owner of the company like took notice of it, and he came up to him after the season was like, how come our names on the side of your car? He goes, I don't know how come names not on the side of my car. And he goes, well, let's have a chit chat. So we sat down with them and um, put together a proposal, nice marketing proposal with them and got a huge sponsorship from Citywide Banks this uh, last season and a couple others. Uh, we were, we're in conjunction with uh, the Colorado Epilepsy Foundation, a um, couple other sponsors, you know, great tier bunch. Of, so we ended up getting a little bit of hefty support, which was amazing. So at that point, we decided... Okay, well, let's get, a, let's get a backup car, basically. You know, let's let's just have one on the back of our pocket in case something happens. You know, we, we, we can take them out of the one car and put them right into it, especially having, you know, the, the plan that we had to kind of uphold with, with all our sponsors and whatnot. That kind of was like right. a no-brainer, really, right? So we bought a secondary car at, in December of last year. And then we started tearing it down and putting it all together and got it ready to go. Basically, it's the same chassis, same stuff, everything as as his car. That's the way we wanted it. Just make sure everything was, you know, exactly the same in case you ever had to make that swap. So there was a over the course of the time that we're putting it together, we're like, well, man, what if, you know, I just don't want it here. Like, we'll just slap another number on it, and then I'll just I'll just take it around, like make a handful of races. It was like that was our plan was just take like five or six races this season and you know, and I'll drive it. And then in case something happened, you can do it. So we got up to April, they opened up full practices. Well, we ended up getting rained out like every single, every single weekend until the week before the races start. So we go out and we practice and I did 10 laps in the car and it was, it just had a knock in it and I'm like, crap. So we got it back home pulled pulled the motor part and and there was yeah there was all kinds of things wrong with it like lifters were bent the rockers were toast so pulled the motor out sat down to our engine guy and and he's like yeah we, we're gonna need a full rebuild here like all right well let's do it and given the nature of the business right now parts are really hard to come by so right about yeah. half, half the season goes by 
and then finally got an opportunity. Uh, yeah, this was this last race was my fifth one, fifth one being in the car. So, so yeah, did did got my feet wet, man. That's a whole different experience. I'll tell you that right now. There's nothing like, there's nothing like being in the driver's seat of one of those race cars. I mean, we're uh, we're sitting around. Most guys, you know, they have close to 700 horse in their motors. We're sitting about 600, 625, somewhere right around there with the one I got. Got a 410 dart motor in that thing. My brother's got a 358 Chevy small block in his. So he's got a little less power, but but he's making do. And shoot, this season has been it's been awesome. I mean, he uh, he went out about midway through the season, won his first main event. He's been consistently sitting about top five. Um, excuse me, I'm gonna take a drink. Oh, been consistently right around the top five, couple top twos and not in only one of his races. And then, uh, um, hey, skedaddle. Uh, hi, hi, out. Get out, get out of here. Um, he's bored. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he's been sitting about top five or so all season long. And then and then I come out and then I just want to get my feet wet. I just want to keep the car in one piece. My goal, my goal really this year was to try and just make the fast dash. I knew that we had a pretty good car. My old man, he's, he's just he's, – he's very knowledgeable. Like, I, we owe all our credit to him. Like, me and Jake, we've been in that learning process. Like, I've never – when I was younger, I never knew, I don't know shit about cars. Like I knew enough to be dangerous, but not really like the dynamics of how you set cars up and like what you need to do. And, and, and just yeah. really drinking that all in last year and putting it, to, putting it in play this year is like without him, we would, there's no way we'd be in the position that we were in. Um, so yeah, went out last, uh, two races ago, we had the challenge cup. Um, been fighting my car real bad with the very first night we took it out <laughs> funny story went down uh went in practice come out of turn three take the green flag as practice boom i felt like the tire blew and i was like oh shit this 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 sucks i see rubber coming up over my helmet and everything well the shock mount in the left rear broke so huh. we had to like jimmy rig something together and uh, got the car back and ended up making the main. Uh, well, I made the heat race actually, and I made it started in the back and just kind of like basically shook down the car right at that point, make sure it was yeah. all right. Went out in the main, um, started I think 12th, ended up finishing seventh, drove my way to set that race. Um, then a couple races, it the car we kind of just fighting the setup. Like, I you know, I didn't really know much at that point to give like honest feedback because I know I wasn't hitting like my marks, I wasn't consistent enough to know exactly what to give correct feedback to be able to be like, okay, we need to do this. Right. Um, after a couple of races go by, um, went out for challenge cup night, won the heat race, made the heat race and won the heat race. So that was awesome. Like just, just all like, just, I don't care if, if it's a heat race or a main event, like just to win a race is, I mean, it's, it's an incredible feeling and against a lot of these, these, people that i drive against you know uh, guys and girls they're top notch i mean i put them up against anybody in the country to be honest with you and a lot of them they travel around and they go to the srl series and a bunch of different stuff and and they perform well so you know you're, you're it's it's no slouch like to right as far as competitive yeah. goes you know so um lo and behold come <laughs> what was it uh two weeks ago pulled the car out and uh and we're just kind of checking things over because like we would make like small minute changes to my car and it would just totally change the dynamic of the car like it'd go from tight to way loose and stuff so come to find out the rear end was actually bent for four races oh so we had to swap <laughs> swap out swap out rear end bought a new one put it in before i didn't think we were gonna make the race uh we were up till about midnight putting that thing back together and we still didn't have it done got up early the next day my old man was in the shop putting the final touches on it putting the hubs back on and everything and then we rolled it out um went to the racetrack car felt amazing like it was like night and day difference it was like holy crap don't don't even touch this thing this is like perfect to me you know i was like finally yeah. it's finally handling the way i want 
and uh, went out, made the fast dash. So I made my goal. I was the last person in the fast dash. Uh, but I was like, I was like, yes, yeah, sweet. So cruised around for the for the for the heat. Went out in the main. They actually they drew an eight, so it inverted the entire field. So I got to start on the pole, which hell yeah, <laughs> scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like you know, leading the field. Uh, you know, the last thing I want to do is like I'm just thinking I'll get off to start. I don't want to just I don't want to hold anybody up or cause a wreck of some sort. You know, behind me because yeah. of something I did uh, stupid. You know, yeah, don't um, stack. Yeah, don't stack them up. That's exactly it. And I, you know, I I don't want to cause any issues out there. You know, I know I'm just still trying. Yeah. I'm still trying to learn. But um, but yeah, went out, took the pole, and then led every lap. And won the race. It come down about five to go. My spotter gets in my ear, and Greg, he's a, he's an awesome guy. Uh, he goes, uh, one of the local drivers named Kyle Clegg, and he's he's just he's super fast. The car that they got is just it it's it's just fast. Like there's just no way around it. And he's good, damn good driver. And so I heard to him, he had cleared the, gotten a second with about five to go, and me and him were kind of, uh, we we weren't being rough with each other. I mean, he he gave me a couple couple bumps and whatnot but nothing nothing crazy and uh got underneath me on the wall and coming out of turn four i just mashed it to the floor i was like all right we're either i'm either wrecking winning one or the other yeah and, uh drag racing to the drag racing to the end and finally got that win so that's where that picture is in the background there that was uh on my fifth night ever being in the car like never drove race cars before you know like i said it was driving right carts just two years ago and then never didn't drive anything last year hot lap jake's car once i think for about 10 laps and then that was it and then the only thing i know is just you know what we've what would have what i've done in five races so um yeah a lot of a lot of that is just the time and preparation and everything that we put in in the off season off, off season and um you know that hard work that goes in during the week that my old man did you know it, it's it the only reason why I was able to do that is honestly because of just all the the people that we surrounded ourselves with. And even at the racetrack, you know, guys in their ass and get in the car, right. And makes my job easy. Just go out there and tell them what it's doing. They fix it. And then I just drive the wheels off of it, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of how, that's kind of how, and then in a nutshell, like how, how I started racing and how, how we kind of got into this whole deal here locally was, um, just just off of my brother just wanting to get back into go-karts so <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah a good crew is always good to have and some uh spirit fingers i guess um oh yeah so uh it's really funny i got out the car actually thinking of that i got out the car and i seriously i felt like ricky bobby i didn't know what to do with my hands yeah <laughs> so i just i just said the first thing i could do and i threw my hands up and i noticed i was like oh shit i look like yeah. a cheerleader but whatever <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so now what are like some, some future plans for SFR if you can release any, um, yeah. like what are you guys looking to do next year? You're going to run both cars full time. Um, are you still going to do the one, you know, part-time schedule? Um, so, so right now we've, uh, like our goal all along was to try and get out on, uh, on one of the tours, like, not necessarily full-time but go run you know pick a handful of races that we really want to run and and go out and do them because my old man he did a lot of traveling back in his during the nine they were shoot for two or three years in a row they were all over the country running at cedar rapids and um odessa and i-70 speedway you you name it they were went up to slinger um ran at, ran at madison uh madison uh, Madison Speedway and all those kind of places. Uh, so that was like our goal from the very get go is just trying to get mainly Jake's feet wet to do it. Um, so next season, I know that we're uh, right now we're looking at um, getting a new chassis for him in the off season, getting him a new motor that can really like compete on that level. Uh, so that's like our goal is to to get that car done, and then I'm going to jump in probably his car. Uh, we're going to take the motor out of mine and throw it in his, and then I'll, I'll pick a, a few races that I want to go to and, and do it. Cause going out on the road, like it's, it's a lot of work, like just yeah. to, oh, yeah. just, just to do one car, let alone two, 
you know, so that that's that's kind of our plan right at the at the moment is we're gonna we're gonna keep doing the mod thing uh we love the mods like they're a sweet car they're super light they got a lot of horsepower they got a small tire you really gotta as a driver you really gotta handle the dang thing it's not so much it it's a lot of setup don't get me wrong but also you gotta manhandle the thing because it can go either which way uh in that car you know so and, and driving that thing firsthand it's like holy crap what am what am i in for you know what yeah. i mean um but yeah that's kind of our plan is just do a little bit of traveling we've got a few races we've already picked out we're actually going to one we're trying to get it we're getting our feet wet this season in october we're going to winchester speedway out there in indiana i'm sure a lot of people have heard about that one it's a high bank half mile track it's it's stupid fast it's they're running they're running 16 second laps uh, around that place in uh, in, a, in a mod. Yeah, they're ripping like 130 down the straightaways and stuff. And they're I think they're averaging like 110 or 115 around that place. It's just it's insa yeah. it's insane. Nuts. We wanted to do two cars there. Well, I was urged to do two cars there, but I said no. I was like, yeah, no, no freaking way. Am I ready for that? Like, yeah, no way. <laughs> it's and so, yeah, we're going to. We're going to definitely do some out of town. We're going to do a couple of maybe SRL series races and then some Midwest modified tours. Um, and looking into like the the winter uh, or the spring, I guess that would be of 2024. We might go down and do the snowball derby. Yeah. Um, do all that kind of stuff. Like it, we just have some aspirations to go hit the road and, and do it for a little while until one of my probably one of my kids wants to get into racing. Then we'll be back full time here. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can uh, you can chase a lot of money from yeah. April to November riding the dirt. Um, yeah. So if you ever want to travel, yeah, man, I know dirt. They do weekly races. You could, yeah. I mean, you could race shit almost two hundred days right in a row without taking a break. Oh yeah. Um, like I said, I've always wanted to. If I could, I'd enter a car in the Chili Bowl. Like that'd be my one race. That'd like I don't awesome. care if I lose forty grand out of the deal. Like <laughs> I just want to do it one time. <laughs> That's. Um, that's one as a fan I just want to go to just to see it. That's gonna yeah. be that's intense. Yeah, and get some of that uh that chili bowl flu. Right. They call it every year. Yeah. Um yeah, so you mentioned uh some of the drivers at uh CNS. I've mentioned them on the podcast here before. Um Chris Eggleston is the most well known of a lot of the drivers there just because he did race in the truck series for a while. Mm -hmm. Um more of a nationally known name. Um, Cody Vanderwall as well, yep. um, races trucks down there, uh, did a full-time series in Xfinity last year, a couple years ago, maybe now for Jimmy means. Um, but then guys, like you mentioned, Kyle Clegg, um, the Yakis are obviously a big name down there. Yep. Um, but I've always said there's like seven or eight guys that race at Erie every week that if they were born in a Carolina, they'd be on the circuit. Like, Oh, hands down. There's a ton of talent just because there isn't a ton of people out here. And, and even in the lower divisions, like just guys that just never, you yeah, know, just don't have the money, you know, yeah, exactly. don't have the backing. I mean, yeah. there's, yeah, there's probably more than a handful of, of guys, even gals that can, that can flat out just drive. And it's yeah. impressive to watch on a week to week basis. Like I just like going there just to see the storylines play out and see, you know, see what, what happens at the end of the race and who's there at the end and banging doors and everything else. Like it, it, it really is kind of one of those things. I know that, you know, back in the day, you know, you had like Rick Corelli who ended up making the cup series. And then you had Jerry Robertson who drove for furniture row. Um, you know, those guys kind of set the way um, throughout the early parts and then up till now. Um, yeah. Like you just mentioned some of those names. Uh, but yeah, I, there's, there's more than more than a handful of, of guys and gals that I would, I would put up against anybody in the country you know there's yeah. in the legend series alone there's four or five guys right there that can compete on a national level in those specific cars so yeah it's definitely uh it, it's definitely a good you know local community worth of racing drivers that i would i would say that puts on a pretty damn good show out there yeah yeah hell yeah um so now you mentioned uh some of the other big names, damn it, I hate when I do this. See, this is why I don't drink beer on the stream. It's because I have a really good point, and then I get to listening to you, and then I'm like, oh, shit. I don't remember what I was going to say. Um, furniture Row. Um, fun fact, I've told people 
I mean, I think I've told Alex this four times and he forgets it every time. Uh, but that Furniture Row Racing actually started at CNS. Mm-hmm. Um, Barney Visser, I think in like 2005 or something like that. Drove a mod. Drove a, uh, yep. Grand Drove American mod. Modified, number yep. 73. Yep. Yep. Won the first race for Furniture Row. So that was pretty damn cool. Yep. Yeah, it sucks when that all went away. I got an opportunity to actually meet and go to um, oh, Pete Rondo's house. Hmm. I was working at John Deere and he showed up and a bunch of the guys that worked with, uh, they knew I was a huge NASCAR fan. And so he came to buy a lawnmower and he sat there, he bought the lawnmower within like 20 minutes. And then I ended up bullshitting with him for about an hour and a half, just about racing. I actually Hmm. got some memorabilia stuff here. He gave to me, I got a hat from when they won the championship and a t-shirt and all kinds of stuff. But but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's Barney huge name you know what i mean locally just yeah he's from what i don't know him personally but from what i've heard about him great guy like and what what he did for just racing around here in general was just yeah second to none yeah exactly um now so you just mentioned you're a huge nascar fan Mm -hmm. um now have you always been a nascar fan is that something you got out of for a while and then back into um and then what are who are some drivers you like to root for a lot? I've been a NASCAR fan, yeah, since I was well, since I was pretty much able to watch TV and understand it. Um, growing up, you know, Earnhardt was my my man's favorite, my my dad's favorite driver, and obviously he was kind of mine. Uh, looked up to him, and then once Dale Jr. came on the scene, you know, he had that cool stigma about him. You know, started wearing hair, hat backwards and everything. You know, and the next thing yeah. you know, I got Budweiser shit all over my room. So, uh, yeah, I always been into NASCAR, you know, and I think for myself, I, I was into, into it all the way up until about the, oh, the car tomorrow. That's when I, that's when I think that NASCAR took kind of a huge hit just with the fan base and everything there. It, it dispersed, it, it took away a lot of parody. Let's put it that way. And they've struggled to get it back ever since then. Um, so for me, you know, I, I, I still follow it. I don't follow it as adamantly as, um, as I used to, but I definitely am still, I, I still see who wins the races and I still watch all the big, big races. Like I still watch the 500, but there was a time period where, excuse me, when I was in high school, I used to skip school on Thursday to go watch the duels. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't go to school that day. I'm, I'm staying at home and I'm watching the duels and that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. Mom, yeah. hey, can you sign me out? Like, I'm not going to school. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but I mean, in nowadays too, like, I think that you only have a certain amount of personalities and like true guys that show their true personalities in, in the cup series. Um, it, it's kind of, it kind of came like a watered down, uh, personality change when you had like Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon and all these kind of like these suit and tie type guys come onto the circuit. You look at it, you know, you look at the most prominent figure was Dale Earnhardt. He just said what was on his mind. And then you had Tony Stewart who just said what was on his mind. You have that, you have that in Kyle Bush, but Kyle Bush is just, he's an ass. You know what I mean? He doesn't have that respect factor from the fans to where he can pull it off. You know, so NASCAR has kind of just lost its luster just from that alone, just because of the personality of the drivers. They're not they're not as personable anymore. You know, you don't have those blue collar guys like Earnhardt, who used to work on the cars and used to come up from the ranks and he didn't have the money. You know, he just drove his ass off and he earned his way there. You don't see too many of those guys anymore. Like it's it's all spoon fed. You look at somebody like Austin Dillon. You know, I mean, Honestly, he's he's there because of his grandfather. Like, let, just be real, you know. So, you know, look at Paul Menard. His family had the huge sponsorship, so he got a ride from it. Right. You, you know what I mean? So that's that's where it's kind of taken a shot for me. Um, like, I still watch it because it's still racing. But more times than not, I'm watching local stuff. I'm watching dirt track racing on Flow Racing. I'm watching Mav TV. I'm watching all the smaller stuff because it's more entertaining because those are the guys that like we just talked about that are putting in the work every single week, building their own stuff, putting in their own time to make the cars go fast. And then they're kicking ass. You know, you look at the, that, um, 
that cars tour that just was at North Wilkesboro. I got a kick out of that. You know, it's not the most prominent racing in the in the country, but they put on a damn good show. Man, cars tour is damn close to the most prominent racing in the country. Right. I mean, <laughs> they are, but but it's you know what yeah, I mean. Car, the cars tour is something else for anyone yeah. watching who hasn't watched it. I mean, it is. I mean, they take the baddest super late models that you can find, and actually, they ran I think limited late models. Yes. Down there. Yes. Um. But I mean, it's just a huge tour. They do like a big. I don't know if you've ever seen it on like Instagram or Twitter, but they do a throwback weekend every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they run it at, at Hickory right outside Charlotte and they do like old paint schemes from like the eighties and shit yep. on these late models. Oh man. They look so badass down there. They do. I, I remember I watched that. Um, that was only like what, two or three weeks ago that that. Yeah. Happened. No, yeah. It's like in end of July, I think. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. And, and to see that, um, that old schoolness about it and like, yeah, then bringing back the paint schemes and stuff. That was, yeah. that was incredible. But yeah, that's more times, not what I'm, what I'm watching on, you know, any given night is I'm watching that kind of stuff more than NASCAR, you know, NASCAR kind of tends to shoot them in the foot, shoot themselves in the foot in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, For what it's worth, we get on here and we talk very highly of this new car. Um, All of us on the podcast, even Keith here, um, he's our newest member. He's a big Chase Elliott guy. Um, (laughs) But we, uh, we all hated the last couple at least the gen six, like the slot car mm-hmm. racing. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, this new car, it's, it's pretty damn cool. Like yeah. I, it, this new car feels closer to the 2007, you know, gen four with, you know, the wedge bodies and stuff mm-hmm. feels closer to those than anything I've seen, you know, since they took over COT full time. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I think that they took, yeah, they took steps in the right direction. There's obviously things about that car that I don't like, like them going to the single lug was stupid. That's kind of like the dynamics to the roots that you don't want to necessarily get yourself away from. Um, or the independent suspension. I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of it. You know what I mean? For those same exact reasons, but overall, what, how many, how many winners has there been this year so far? What? 18, 18. Yeah. 18, 18 winners. 21. If you count the duels and the all-star race, right? Yeah. That's, that's what you want. Like yeah. they are taking those steps in the right direction. Granted, it's still very early on in the in this car's career, and and yeah, it'll mellow make, out. Yeah. It'll mellow out, and the, and teams didn't have the time nor the preparation with these cars like they should have. But honestly, it, it turned out to be a great product. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, but yeah, it it's we'll see how it progresses. You know, in the future, I love the fact that they it looks like a like a genuine stock car. Just yeah. that mere fact alone, it, it looks like you could go down to the Chevrolet store and pick up one of those, you know, one of those right off the right off the showroom floor. Yeah. Um, it, you, you know, the like you said, with the Gen 6 car with the low horsepower, high downforce and all that stuff and where they're flat tracking around Las Vegas like that ain't cool to watch. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. They're, they're yeah. not they're not meant to do that. The, the, I these cars are 800 horsepower. Let them go. That's... I went to uh, Vegas last year in the fall, and I can attest that was right, like the most boring race of the season, and it just so happened to be one I spent a couple thousand dollars trying to go to. Right. Yeah. Damn, I was right. pissed. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you been to any NASCAR races as a yep. fan? Yeah, we've been to – went to Vegas in 2000 and, 2006 when Jimmy Johnson uh, yeah. won that – I think it was the very last lap, last corner around for the end. Yeah, it was right before they decided to tear it out and make it into what it is now. Um, but yeah, that's been the only cup race that I've been to. I mean, I have there's ones on my bucket list that I still want to go to. I want to go to uh, would love to see Bristol at some point. Yep. Uh, I want to go to Martinsville. I, I love I'm a short track guy, so I love going to the short tracks because like a super speedway would be cool to experience. But I don't want to sit there and um you know, have to watch a big ass screen to see the race yep. and then have them come in front of me for like, you know, five seconds and then that's it. It'd be cool to experience it, but if I'm going to spend the money, you know, travel costs and everything else that people nowadays, and, and that's been hard on the fans the last few years because, you know, nobody wants to go to them because now you got, I mean, you, you, you can watch it on TV and you feel like you're there. I mean, it's so high def and everything yeah. else yeah. nowadays, you know, what's the point of spending two thousand dollars for a couple to go down to a race you know so but yeah we we've talked about going to a few um 
good friend of ours, a uh, big supporter of our race team. He lives down in Phoenix and he goes to the championship weekend every year. And he's like, you got to come down to this. I'm like, that would be, that would be a cool one. Go down there, play some golf and then go to the races yeah. for, you know, yeah. all weekend long. So yeah, it, they're, so yeah, I've been to one, but yeah, I, I need to get my butt to a couple more. I, it's been a long time yeah. with that 2006, almost 20 years since I've been to a race. Yeah. Well, you get it. I mean, living all the way out here, like we get really three options for races unless we want to go extravagant and travel. You know, we get Kansas, right. Vegas and Phoenix. Like that's all we right. get to choose from. Right. Um, I'm doing Kansas next year. They just released the schedule today. Um, I'm actually trying to take my dad out to one. He's got MS. It's kind of hard for him to get around. He can't do heat very well. Um, so I'm going to take him out to Kansas. They just announced it's September, which is still going to be hot, um, but we can drive him out. It'd be nice. Um, I've done Vegas. I've done Atlanta. Um, and then Talladega with Brandon. Um, yeah. And then uh, actually Cheyenne and I are planning on moving out east here soon. Next couple nice. years to uh, South Carolina. So if you ever wanted to hit a Martinsville, a Charlotte, an Atlanta, a Daytona, Darlington, I mean, Bristol, you name it. Yeah. Hit us up. <laughs> we'll let you stay. Yeah. <laughs> stay yeah you gotta, don't got to tell me twice now. That, yeah, that makes it even uh, better. <laughs> we'll be we're looking at uh, Greenville, South Carolina, which is right halfway between Charlotte and Atlanta. Um, yeah. so I mean, just about perfect, like the heart of NASCAR, damn near. Um, yeah. So it'd be cool. Yeah, if you ever want to get out to race, these next gen cars are absolute, absolutely badass in person. Um, we had oh, the man. privilege of getting a garage pass when we were down there, um, and getting to walk up to the Xfinity cars, to the Cup cars. I mean. No one really watched us. Like I could have grabbed a fucking plug wire off one. Like <laughs> no one would have seen anything. Like I could have been taking lug nuts and I could have fired one of them some bitches up if I really wanted to. <laughs> Sabotaging but, Ross Chanstein's car. Yeah, you know, I got something, done something, something to blame. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> spitting a seat or something. Right. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was super cool. Um definitely, definitely try to get out there. Um I will. I mean, yeah, tag will. along to Kansas next year if you'd like. Um, yeah, it'll be a blast. Yeah, especially, especially this time of year, it's not too bad. I, I, I handle that very well. Like, it's especially humidity. Like, I don't know how those guys run in any sort of racing out there in, like, North Carolina and stuff during the middle of the summer. I'd melt. Like, I'd straight yes. up just melt. Like, I know it gets pretty hot here, you know, during July and stuff, but um you know there was a couple races you're sitting in staging and you got all your shit on and you're just like i'm dying yeah i got a i got a helmet blower for mine everybody else calls me a wuss i'm like that's the reason i got it like i got some sort of stay cool like while i'm sitting there so yeah 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 i'd, I'd be down to go check it out maybe kansas next year we talked about doing that one too just because like you said it's one of the three options that we got locally yeah. that we can drive to in a sense yeah, 12 hours away. It's not terrible for Midwesterners. Um, no. And I will say, when I was down in Atlanta, it's, don't get me wrong, it's, it's fucking hot, all right? Um, yeah. And it's so humid you could jump and tread water, but it almost didn't feel as hot, <laughs> kind of because you got a layer of sweat built up. Um, you know, you weren't really drying or dried out so bad. Um, it didn't feel as hot, I will say that. Right. So that's what I'm banking on with Kansas. Right. Right. Um, so for, I didn't, I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch much of the truck race. I don't know if you did. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I didn't figure. Um, you're, you're busy oh, yeah, last weekend. Yeah. Um, and you guys have actually one last weekend race in huh, this year. This yeah, we do. Weekend. So this, this Saturday, um, my brother's leading the points right now. He's got one point lead on second place and then he's got a 10 point lead on third place uh so it's gonna be we're that's all we're doing right now we've been so funny that after the last race after i won it um he kind of struggled in that race a little bit car wasn't car was real loose on him he wasn't happy with the way it was handling and um so took him out last friday him in the seat of my car because you know that was the reason why we got it so i was like okay go sit in and drive it and see what you think and the first words first words out of his mouth was like holy shit this thing's got some power that was first words out of his mouth. Yeah. so uh but he 
we ended up making decisions like, okay, just go with what we got. Got us there. Like go with what's comfortable for him. Just turn, make just get him a little friendly. Um, from what I heard, we're getting some tire situation, tire situation this year. Oh my God. It's been just absolutely brutal. Uh, this was our fifth night on a set, which they can handle it like the tires that we have, but you know, we're only supposed to technically go three races and then we we're supposed to get a new set, but Hoosier being Hoosier, they just can't get them. And then, you know, all the yeah. traveling series, they get them first. So, um, uh, so hopefully get some new tread and get the car set up to where he was kind of at earlier in the season. Temperatures are going to be cool. So it should be right into our forte. So, Hopefully, uh, hopefully walk home with the championship and maybe win one of the races. We got a double double feature night going on there Saturday night, so there'll be a lot to talk about uh, after. The yeah. There'll be a lot of there's going to be a lot of beer drinking regardless, like win it or not. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to need yeah. some celebrate or commiserate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a fun night. It's uh, summer's kind of just flown by, you know, just never it felt like a distant dream here at the end of the season very you know a couple months ago but now that we're here it's it's been a it's been a hell of a journey that's for sure it's one thing my uh my old man's never done before he's never won a championship he won a lot of races out at that racetrack in the various divisions that he was in and just never i think the last year he ran i think he lost by four points i think he lost he won six races won six races in 96 and lost the championship by four points so yeah. that's that's yeah. one that we're trying to trying to get for him is to get him a get him that eluded championship finally, and yeah. being that he's car owner and crew chief now, I think that'll hopefully put a big ass smile on his face. Yeah, well, hell yeah, um, yeah. Your brother's chiming in here. We got to get him on. I've hit up Brandon, and I I think Jacob <laughs> I hit up before. I know I've texted Brandon like seven or eight times, asked him to be on here, but we do have to get Jacob on as well. Um, yeah, yeah, you are gonna drink a lot of beer that night. Doesn't matter, oh, yeah. celebrate or commiserate, one of the two. Yep. Um, <laughs> which I mean, that's what you got to do at local short tracks. There, there's a reason yeah. that I don't drive, that I don't work on cars, I don't go to the pits. It's because sober racing ain't near as fun. <laughs> Unless I'm driving some, and even then, like, man, I still want a beer, so <laughs> I stay up in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. It used used to be that way. It used to like, oh shit, I can't wait to drink a beer, and now. You get done with the races and you've been there since like, you know, 1130 and you've been sitting your ass off all day working and then driving and everything else. And by the time you're done, like, okay, I just want one beer and I want to go home and go to bed. (laughs) Yeah, it kicks your ass for sure. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, I tell you what, I know Jordan here is also a co-host of a podcast. Um, You run one every week called Scrubbing Tires. I'm going to let you plug that real quick and tell everyone about it. Man, I got to piss like a racehorse, so I'll be right back. No, you're good. You're good. So, yeah, we we run the uh, Scrubbing Tires podcast. I am one of three co well, one of three hosts on that show. We talk about local racing, mainly throughout the the whole western part of Colorado here, and with Wyoming, um, we do asphalt mainly, and we've been touching on a lot of uh, dirt track racing recently, getting into a little bit of that scene and. Uh, trying to touch on just to lo- showcase a lot of the just the local stuff. I know that there's a lot of podcasts out there like this show that uh, touch on NASCAR. So we wanted to kind of highlight a little bit of uh, the regional scene and and give those guys and gals a little bit of spotlight that they they truly deserve. So myself, uh, my brother Jake, and uh, Brandon Brandon, Hall, yeah yeah we every Tuesday night on. Uh, on Facebook, you can follow our page at uh, the Scrubbing Tires Podcast. We go on at 7.30 Mountain Time, so it is a little bit later, but um, I got three kids at home, so kind of nature of the beast. Got to put them down before I can start chit-chatting about racing for about two and a half hours. So, um, yeah, so come on. Come check our show out. It's it's a lot of fun. It's there's always something to talk about. We have a lot of different segments. We ask other questions. We get the fans involved. They ask us questions and then uh, we have a lot of we 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 do bring a lot of guests on like like you guys do. Um, but mainly a lot of local guys, a lot of legends around the community. Um, and, and those are kind of a lot of the fun ones we had. Uh, <laughs> probably the funniest 
funniest time I've ever had in my entire life was one of our last shows. Uh, we had Ed Vecherelli on, who is a very prominent figure here locally in uh, Colorado racing. He's been around for, I think he knew Jesus. So, uh, uh, so we had him on and it, it was, it was a, it was a hell of a podcast. So if, if you want to kill a couple hours and laugh your ass off, go, go watch that show. It was, it was amazing. So, uh, yeah, that's, so that's kind of us in a nutshell. We do touch a lot on just the local scene and, and host a lot of, uh, the drivers and get them on and get their backstories and hear about where they came from and get their history. And, um, a lot of just the prominent figures around. We had, uh, one of the photographers who's been at the track for eons just hear a bunch of those stories. You know, he was around Lakeside when Lakeside was still going and Inglewood Speedway, which is no longer around. And, you know, you just hear a lot of the history and whatnot. It, it's it's a lot of fun to hear these people's stories because you don't, you see them racing at the track every week, but you don't quite know who they are. And that's what we like to bring to the table is to kind of get that chance for people to showcase their personality a little bit and get the fans to know them a little bit more. So, so yeah, yeah. that's uh, it's our show. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, it is a damn good podcast, so y'all be sure to check it out. Um, I'm sure, actually, of the six people watching right now, I'm sure five of them are from your podcast. <laughs> Probably more than yeah, likely. Or the family one, members. Yeah, the other one is my fiance in the living room. <laughs> we, um, nice. Yeah, I mean, it is awesome. And, you know, we thank you for uh, coming on, feeling some, boy, feeling some uh, time here. Um, yeah. I don't remember if I said it on the stream or just when we were bullshitting before the show, but like if you were going to come on, I was just not going to have a show because I wasn't going to sit here and, and monologue. So this at least gave me something to do for a little while. And, uh, got us a little bit closer. We're trying to get to episode hundred, um, kind of ASAP. So we might sneak a couple episodes in there. Um, yeah, but it is all yeah, fun. We're about, so, I think we're on like episode 52 now or something like that. It's crazy to think like it's just gone by fast. Great. Uh, yeah great to get to talk about it every single week i look forward to it every every time i do it like i'll sit and bullshit with anybody for two and a half hours especially about some subject that i like enjoy you know on a daily yeah. so so yeah, yeah this exactly. has been uh it's been a lot of fun being a part of the the podcasting and and whatnot it definitely uh didn't think i'd ever do it and definitely not on the level that we do and now you know i said i i've only been I mean, I grew up at the racetrack, but but I've only been in at the racetrack recently, the last only two years. So um, I know that and that's what kind of like wanted me, us to kind of do this and get this kind of going is kind of fill in the void of the years that we've been missing and 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 still be a part of what's going on in the present day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, Keith, you would love scrubbing tires. Um, Keith is. I don't know. He's kind of like me. And I'd assume you just like anything with an engine. Um, he'll listen yeah. to it, watch it. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Again, we thank you guys or thank you for uh, coming on and I'll have to thank your brother and Brandon for letting me borrow you for a night. I don't know what they're up to tonight. Um, but uh, oh, I think sure. Jake's 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 working on the car. I bet. Oh yeah. I guarantee it. Brandon, who I don't know what Brandon's doing, but yeah, I know Jake, we've been working on it for yeah the last days. Yeah, well, and, and Brandon's got weddings and doing all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's got all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> yep. So yeah, he's, Jake he's said very it's a bolt yep. check night. yeah. Bolt check night. Yep. See exactly going through everything. I know that there's um, uh, was it last week before last we were putting things together and like oh hubs loose. All right, tighten that down. You know, just little things, making sure everything's tight and ready to go. So, and then tomorrow I'll I'll go over there tomorrow and scale the car clean it up, get it ready to rock. And then come Friday, we're loading up. And then Saturday morning, we're, we're out the door. It's going to be, out, a, yeah. yep, gonna be a melee, but it's going to be awesome. I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. Yeah. Hell yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll have to get together sometime here soon. I don't know if I'll just drive down there. We'll just go to top golf or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I've been pestering Brandon for like a year and a half now getting him on my podcast, me on yours. Doesn't matter. Like let's cross over <laughs> something here. Um, yeah, for sure. I think I just annoy the hell out of me, block my number or something. <laughs> well, especially now that he's uh, doing outlaw cards, that's be something yeah. you'll have to touch base yeah, which on is a little nuts bit more too. Because uh yeah. like I used to text him damn near like every week about that damn legend when he had it. 
you know, and he'd send me all the pictures and the Snapchats and stuff. And he blew it up and I kept asking about it. And I think I just pissed him off. <laughs> didn't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, we tried to we tried to get him into something different after the last thing kind of went, you know, went south. That was just a really unfortunate circumstance for him. Yeah. Um yeah, we tried to get him get him into something else, but he he kind of got his heart set on this whole outlaw cart thing and uh he's gonna try and get that whole um whole series to grow within Colorado. It's not very I mean, there's it's still very raw here. There's only like a few of them, I think, around the yeah. state. But, uh, you know, I know that they're huge out east and, and even out in like the north and the Cal in the Californians, they're like all over the place. But along the whole mid Midwest part right here, you know, here, Kansas, you know, North Dakota, all that stuff like there's like you don't see too many of them, which is weird because they're kind of a I mean, they're not super cheap, but, you know, to go fast and not have to spend a boatload of money on the weekly. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. A little, little gig to get into. So. Yeah, kind of like yeah. going from uh, go karts to this was a hell of a hell of a change. I'll tell you that. Like set of tires, I could use a whole set of tires for in a go kart. He's like, yeah, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I'll definitely have to link up with Brandon and uh, try to get him. Like I know my dad could get him to race up here if he got them together. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll, I mean, we'll figure that one out. Um, but thank you for coming on again, Jordan. Again, you guys no, check no out the Scrubbing Tires podcast. Um, super cool podcast surrounding or. Uh, um, highlighting a lot of the local guys down in Colorado, as well as a little bit of national stuff. You guys do talk some NASCAR. Um, yep. uh, other than that, you got anything else? No, I just want to – thanks for having me on, and uh, yep. thanks again to everybody that was listening and uh, let me talk you know, kind of about history and everything for myself and where we're going, so I appreciate it. Got to thank my sponsors. Can't forget that. Uh, Citywide Banks, uh, Colorado Epilepsy Foundation, Great Frontier Insurance, uh, uh, Western Engine Supply, RTB Exteriors, uh, the Scrub and Tires Podcast, uh, Jordan Smith Design. Uh, yeah, with without all of those organizations, I mean, we we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now. It, that's for sure. I mean, it's they've been a huge help for us in getting our race team off the ground and getting it going in the right direction and giving us a chance to chance to run for the championship this weekend. So, stay tuned. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. As always. Um, signing off here from Fan Fuel Motorsports. Be sure to check us out at fanfuelmotorsports.com. We have a lot of new content coming out from you, um, from Nathan and Alex. Um, Alex actually just posted his thoughts on this previous weekend. Um, just a couple days ago, he posted them on Facebook and Twitter because he obviously had to work tonight, couldn't be on. Um, so be sure to check those out. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, um, and Facebook at Fan Fuel MSM, capital F, capital F, capital MSM. Uh, Keith, we will see you next week. Um, other than that, you guys have a good one and good luck this right. weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hell yeah. We'll take it easy. All right. See you.